Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. There's like this piece of software that like lets you exit out of all the things that you have on your web page that somebody created. Yeah, it was from one of the creators of a Reddit site, so that it was people that was reading college football message boards. And also because they the, want to uh, be able to get away with you know reading the Egris and the Bobcat Nation while they're at work. Well, you know, this what this what you got to do, man. You know, you got to you be ready to uh, do what you want to do while you do what you have to do. That's what I've found, and that's why. I picked the job that I have, and That's you right. guys have the job that you have. <laughs> right. We don't have Randy to gets to watch. Work, right? Randy actually has to watch all the games that are right. on the TV right. every <laughs> single night. Exactly. If the, if my boss walked in and I was looking at stocks, she'd be like, well, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Back on the ESPN. Uh, anyhow, uh, you go onto uh, the website one hundred espn dot com. You listen to the stream. That's what you do, and you uh, check it out uh, anytime that you would like to. You listen live. We'll be happy to uh, check you out there. We appreciate that. It's thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank. You opportunity if you want to call 329-1899 is the phone number 329-1899 the phone number all guests join us via the rangish brothers rv phone line let's see what we got in the show today plenty in the show today we got our good buddy sean rainey from swx montana in studio with us he was at davis uh california for the uh the beatdown that was the Grizzly UC Davis game uh, last week. Of course, Sean does a great job as a sports anchor, sports reporter, all that stuff, and has a really, really interesting story uh, that has just uh, come out a a mini doc, really, a mini documentary that he's just put together. Uh, that we will tell you all about as well. So we got that going. We will also, in about 30 minutes, be joined by Mike Boehm of the uh, Watson Children's Shelter. He's the executive producer, uh, executive director, excuse me, uh, of the Watson Children's Shelter. So he's going to be in with us talk about that. We will bring some high school scores uh, in, in the mayhem that was both Montana and Montana State being in the top 10 yesterday. We did not even get to one of the games of the week, which was Frenchtown and Hamilton playing at the Class A level. So we will get into that, what took place, and uh, Hellgate suffering their first loss. 
loss of the season as well over the weekend. So we'll touch on some of that stuff. And then in the next hour, we will get uh, to, to several items, including it is opening day of the MLB postseason. Happy October to you. So we uh, uh, will get uh, we got an interview lined up for you on that and we will also uh, get your calls at that time to give you tickets to the Grizzly Idaho State homecoming game. So plenty to get to. It is brought to us by Missoula Gutter Cleaning Com. You go online, Missoula Gutter Cleaning. They're the funnest, most insured group, and they bring us the show outlook, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Sean, how are you, man? Great to see you. Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Well, guys. we're certainly happy to see you. Uh, happy to have you in here. And I know... What? It's just amazing when we could get away with it, Sean Canton. It's just so funny. Like, if Sean was sitting here dancing like I am in the middle of his newscast, people would be like, he lost his mind. What's he do? Yeah. Well, I mean... And they, I mean, people that listen to this show know I already did lose my mind, so they're not worried about me. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Is everything okay? You're dancing <laughs> around? Speaking of, you know you're in television. How's my hair today? I feel like I got a little Sean Rainey hair going yeah, on. It's kind of puffed up. Lights yeah, you feeling it. good. You know what I did? What, what's that? I washed it and then I fell asleep. The old pillow so, comb, I call it. You know, <laughs> that's what I did. Um, Sean, let's talk yeah. about the uh, football game. Now we talked. We talked a lot about both the the Montana uh, Davis game and then the NAU Montana State game. But you were there. You were courtside, as it were, for the uh, UC Davis Montana game on Saturday. And I must say, I, as impressive as a team could be, and. You know, there's you could talk about. Look, UC Davis was on the road at North Dakota State the week before. They put up a, a really good game and and played really hard. And maybe they were dialed into that. Maybe there's a little you know letdown or something like that. But it's still Montana at home in the conference opener. I think if you're going to be up for a game, that's one you should be up for. And in watching this, I thought this was a lot more about the University of Montana than it was about UC Davis on Saturday. Couldn't have been more impressed in all three phases of the game with, with the Grizzlies. But as you were there in the moment watching this, what was your takeaway? I have so many little things to, to dive into. Um, I, I think that they were very much set up to give Davis something that they hadn't been prepared for. And, totally. and, and they put a lot of things on film, and they played a lot differently in the games leading up to it. Especially defensively, right? Yeah, so like... Uh, all the pressures they brought were brand new. In the Monmouth yeah. game, I mean, they kept blitzing and blitzing and blitzing. They're bringing every linebacker almost on every single play. And they played pretty much all just coverage. Right. And so I think they threw in some wrinkles. But to me, kind of the, the biggest difference was, you know, I thought uh, a key sequence in the game, it was, you know, 14-7 to 7 with five minutes to go in the half. And they get the ball around their, their 20-ish, 25. Yeah. And they take five minutes off the clock, go all the way down the field. I know they wanted to punch it in, but they get a field goal. And then they, at halftime, so the, the locker rooms are set up where both teams have to walk up the same tunnel, and then they kind of have to walk around. So you kind of have to walk next to the team for a, for a long ways. Mm. And Montana coming out for the second half, they just were all walking in as like one group and almost like they were walking pregame. Like they just... Everybody was focused. And talking to, to Dalton Seed, we had him on the taping of the Grizzly Sports Report, which you can watch tomorrow. He said he went over to every single group in that locker room and was just like, 49-21, 49-21, 49-21, 49 That was the score, you know, of, of last year's game. Just reminding him. And, yeah. yeah, and they came out and just blitzed him yeah. to start the second half, which they've been doing to everybody except for Oregon, obviously. But, I mean... They have the jump ball to a chem, turnover, touchdown to Jerry Lumigie, and it was over. 
You know, uh, when when you talk about uh, interpreting Hauk, which is my uh, my uh, four year old, I came home today. She said, "Dad, I'm learning French." I was like, "That's great. I'm learning Hauk." <laughs> Um, <laughs> when, when you start to try and like, you know, assess what, you know, kind of what he's saying without saying it. Oh yeah. Leading up to this game, he mentioned last uh, Monday leading up to this game. I think he said, you know, they, they got us good last year or something along those lines, just in passing, but mentioned it was asked after the game on Saturday, if last year's game was something that it, he had talked about. And he said, ah, uh, you know, not too much. But he didn't say no. Mm-hmm. They talked about what happened last year over and oh, over yeah. and oh, over guaranteed. and just got themselves worked into a lather and wanted to go send a message to UC Davis, to the conference, to the country about exactly what was and what is now for the University of Montana football team. And they message received, as far as I can tell, right? Oh, 100%. And after the game, and this is a... Uh you know, Dalton mentioned this. Other coaches mentioned this. is kind of the, the phrase that they've been saying. And I, I might get in trouble for saying this. I don't know if they want this out there. Who cares? <laughs> this, is, this is, you know, do tell and Nuan is here. That's um, right. Just swear so, away, right? Yeah, so yes. the coaches, they're, you know, a bunch of Grizz fans up there. And after the game, they're all going up there and like, the evil empire is back. <laughs> and that's kind of the phrase they've been, uh-huh. they've been rolling with. The evil empire is back. And you could tell that this was, I mean, just everything. The game last year, fourth in the country, on the road, start of conference play. I mean, you could tell that they wanted to go out there and send a message, and they did. And, uh, man, I mean, it, it was big time. It's going to be – I'm very interested to see how they come out on Saturday because, you know, I, I think this team is, has done a really good job in getting up for the games that they want to get up for. Um, I'm very curious to see how they, you know, they start, especially in the second or first half versus Idaho State. Love to be hated. That was definitely one of the things that yeah. Bobby Houck's first tenure was encompassed in. And, uh yeah, we we have this new podcast, FCS Speculators, excuse me, where we pick all the Big Sky games and a couple other games across the the country uh, against the spread and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. Check it out. But last week we got in a little bit of debate over this game because Ryan said I you know I got Davis to cover and I got Davis straight up and I said I got the Grizz straight up and he he asked me why and I said Davis has only been this team that everybody else is chasing. For half a minute, right? Just, just since, since the midpoint of last year, that's about it. When they were actually a top 10 team that everybody's coming after. Whereas Montana used to be that for so long, and they've been trying to get back to that. But you could just tell. I want to get your observation on this because you're around these guys as much as anybody because you, you travel with them and you're you know in other areas besides when we just have a microphone and a camera in their face. But to me, it just seems like the confidence of this team is the biggest difference. We've, we've been debating all the X's and O's and talent and all this stuff for so long. You know, Does Montana just need better players? Do they just need better coaches? Do they need a better scheme? What I always thought is they just needed to get the mentality back. And it seems as if they're not quite there yet, but this team just seems way more confident. Does it seem like that to you? Yeah, I mean, they, and that's something that, you know, that Bobby, especially defensively, has been harping on and feels like they're there now is just that we're we're tougher than you mm-hmm. and and we're just gonna grind you you know into the dirt and I think you see that with a lot of the leaders on this team you know Robbie Hauk is probably the you know the the most when it comes to that um, if you watch him defensively Jace Lewis like you get all these guys that uh, you know they'll hit you and then they want to tell you about it 
Oh, Robbie Houck is hilarious to watch during games because oh, he, he is literally five foot eight and he gets in he he's not backing down to anybody. Oh no, after the game in Oregon, he got surrounded by like ten guys afterwards and they're like, Man, you are tiny, but you are really good. Like, <laughs> they're like giving him a lot of praise because he was like flying all over the field. Um they just and they have a lot of guys that uh I think as they get more and more confident, they know like they knew that they had the potential to be good. Yeah. But I think now that they're seeing it. They are getting that confidence even more so. Um, but I, this team is oddly focused as yes. far as like, I think some of the Stitt teams, like when they beat Northern Iowa on the road, I think they almost got a false sense of confidence. And, and you almost knew a letdown was Com- coming, yeah, right? Yeah, compared to, I don't know, just when I talked to some of the guys on this team, like they're confident, but they also like understand it's a long season and. That's that you know that was one game. I, I just, it just feels a little bit different than in the in the past. To tell Nuwana's ESPN Radio, uh, Rashawn Rainey with us on SWX Montana Television as well from SWX Television and on SWX Television. How about that? I mean, you came over here in your home again. How great! It's great. Um, when when <laughs> that's like Corker came in here last week and he got to be on the TV for like six hours straight because he went straight from here to the volleyball right. game. The volleyball He's just game. on SW. It's Riley Corker on SWX. That's right. Um, when you talk about though here. Here's here's an interesting uh, something that is is always I think hard to assess and that is the difference between a letdown and just not playing very well. Totally. And this is a game against Idaho State coming up now for Montana where I don't think any of us expect a quote letdown, which we have seen in the past. But that do, but I I certainly don't expect them to play as well as they played on Saturday because how could you? I mean, you it's almost impossible to play to that level, you know, week in, week in, and week out. And so to look at, you know, a team that comes out and, you know, their Montana obviously is going to be favored against Idaho State and all that, but whether or not they're able to, what level they're actually able to attain to when it comes to, the, the word that every coach uses, execution. Well, that's the next thing I think is the next step for this program. Because you made a comment yesterday. You said you can never expect a team to get better every single week. That was the trademark of Coach Houck's teams the, fir- mm-hmm. the last three years of his first seven-year tenure. They, they often like the last three years. They honestly stopped scheduling FBS games because he he literally did just want to play games they knew they could win because he knew if the momentum started rolling, then by November they're unbeatable. But this is uh, just a, a metaphor that we all three can relate to, and that's golf. Right? You can go out and you can improve at golf regularly and feel better, but and still also score go bad, out right. and, sh- and shoot a score that wasn't nearly as good as it was the week before because totally. it just wasn't quite there. Even though you knew, yeah, um, it's coming for totally. me. Totally, and that that can happen, right? Even in in football, and does. Yeah, I'm just curious to see because okay, so South Dakota obviously. Opener on the road, big time game. They come out in the first half against North Alabama and are are pretty flat. Yep, roll them in the second half. Yep, big game against Oregon on the road. They played pretty well. Come back home, kind of pretty flat again in the first half. Yeah, same. And then we're going back out on the road, beat UC Davis. I'm very curious to see how they are in the first half because I just I think it's human nature sometimes just to. It's you. It's very rare where you see teams play at that level just all the time. And so I'm just very curious to see, especially against a team like Idaho State, where they're good enough where if you aren't coming out from the get-go mm-hmm. and, and you're struggling and it's maybe you know tied, you're down by one score at halftime, even if you then come out in the second half like you did against those other teams and start playing well, if you have a fluky turnover here or there, you, know, you can lose. So... You know, this 
this Grizz team showed us all a lot last week, but it's a it's a long season. We're only a few games in. I, you know, we we still have to see it week in and week out if we're really going to start getting you know that much excited and, and amped up about it. And that's the most when you're looking at what's the benchmark. North Dakota State's the benchmark, right? North Dakota State has the best offensive line in the country they have for eight years straight. That's a huge advantage. They've had three straight NFL quarterbacks. Huge advantage. Their their offensive line is better than the Bengals' offensive line <laughs> by a lot. I mean, truly though, I would I really would love to just put NDSU's offensive line compared to other college teams across the country because I really think they probably have a top thirty top thirty five offensive line. Uh, I, I don't think there's a question. Right. I mean, they'd ha- they'd have that. like yes. the fifth or sixth best offensive line in the Big Ten straight yes. up, yes. and that's why. But what I'm getting at though is that those are certainly advantages, but the number one reason North Dakota State has dominated so much is because of the consistency like you're talking about, the consistency of operation. I can't remember a game in the last 130 that they've started slow and didn't finish strong. They start well and they finish strong. And whatever happens in the middle, okay, but they're going to grind you into dust. I'm, I'm interested to see what this Grizz team, though, too, is they have, they're 4-1 right now because they've just absolutely owned the third quarter. Just owned it. And what happens if they start starting really fast, too? How does that combination work? Because if they can start fast, last year they were so good at starting fast. They haven't started fast this year, really. Uh, but then they've come out of halftime and dominated. If they could start fast and own that third quarter, now you're talking about a team that's actually a real national playoff contender. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, that can take care of you. It's 2 Tell Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio, Sean Rainey in studio with us from SWX Montana Television. And uh Sean, when you when you look at Idaho State because Idaho State maybe had as impressive a performance as as anybody. I mean, they were up 40, I think 41-7 in the second quarter at one point over a Portland State team that had a really pretty good non-conference uh you know showing 2 and 2 but took I mean, Arkansas to the wire on the road and all that. So when you see Idaho State and Rob Fennessy, you know, Bobby Houck's, you know, old old mentee and offensive coordinator and a team that's still got a ton of offensive talent, uh, when, you know, th- th- what, what do you expect out of this homecoming game Saturday? I, I think the key for Montana will be defending the big play because, uh, you know, Idaho State likes to throw it deep. And, you know, Montana has been a little susceptible to that. Um so that's kind of what I'm going to be, be keying on. Um, 
But mainly, kind of like I talked about, I'm just very curious to see how Montana responds, especially, you know, you got a bye week on the horizon. So I'm just very curious to see how they come out in this one. Um, but they got some big time, they got big wide receivers, a couple 6'3 dudes that are yep. that are fast and, and big and physical. So, you know, the, the DBs will have their hands full. Um, that and then just the, do we see the consistent balance on offense? Because, I mean, we're talking about 268 yards passing, 260 yards rushing. I mean, it's uh, it's becoming a well-oiled machine offensively. Yeah. I mean, Dalton Sneed, nine touchdowns, 704 total yards the last two weeks. Uh, th- I mean, they're that's they're how you rolling. get to be offensive player of the week yeah. for those two weeks, just like that. <laughs> last question from me: uh, We talked about the pass rush. They they brought a, a little bit different element of blitzes stuff we haven't really seen. But also, I thought that just the implementation of some of the young defensive linemen in the lineup, uh, Milton Mamula, uh, Jacob McGoring, both those guys played great. What sort of impact do you think those guys had? And what, what sort of impact can they have moving forward? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you know, Bobby talks about it. Like, they're, what they, you know, lack in strength and physicality, he said when they put those young dudes on the field, like, they go at a different level. Like, mm-hmm. they are fast. They are explosive. And, and we're seeing that rotation, especially because, you know, Babros is kind of hurt and banged up and, and hasn't played. Um, but we see, you know, McGowan and Mamula and um, – you know, Patrick O'Connell throwing in there, like, you know, they're they're an explosive yeah, young group. They are. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be really, really dynamic when it comes to, you know, later on. And how awesome is, you know, the the red shirt rule now because, you know, Babros gets hurt, so you're you can play McGowan for four games here while maybe he's hurt. Maybe he comes back and then you can save him for a red shirt rule. it's just awesome. And the offensive line, you know, Dylan Cook played right tackle. I think Mallory has supplanted himself at uh, at the guard position. <laughs> the dude is uh, is a beast. So um, you know it's, it's it's certainly exciting. And with the win, the coolest part. I mean, for us, for you know Grizz fans, everybody's just excited. There's the you know the buzz around town, yeah. and uh, it, it just makes the you know the season and looking ahead. Everyone's just you know really excited and ready to go. And it's so accentuated by the fact that the Cats had such high expectations coming into this year, and they're living up to them as well, despite some of their deficiencies. I mean, the fact that both these teams right now five games in are four and one, and and, and the losses are to Texas Tech and Oregon, yeah. you know, and they're top eight in the country. I mean, in my poll this week, I voted Montana five and Montana State six. Excuse me, other way around, Montana State five, Montana six. But either way, I got them both in the top six. That's yeah. pretty cool for the state of Montana just in general. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. About 10 minutes from now, Mike Bones is going to come in here as the executive director of the Watson Children's Shelter. Talk to us about the uh, fundraiser that's forthcoming, which I am happy to be emceeing. We're going to uh, raise some money for that great charity. He's going to tell us all about it and how we're going to do it. It's going to be uh, really fun, so we'll do that. But, Sean, wanted to shift gears here quickly for a couple of minutes because you've just finished up a bunch of work uh, uh, to get a documentary together. I mean, I... Well, everything you do, how you're doing a 20-minute documentary is outside. People don't appreciate the amount of work that goes in to putting together a, a, a film, okay? It's just, it's just a, an enormous amount. But there is a story that is it's one that's controversial, but one that's also very intriguing. I think it's one that's very important as well. Uh, and that is of June Eastwood, who is the first openly transgender uh, Division One athlete Ever in cross, cross country, cross country athlete, and uh, she is running here at the University of Montana. Did just started uh, uh, there, and you have uh, been tragging her and talking to her, her folks, uh, uh, Brian Schwain, and the, the the cross country team, track team, all that. Uh, this is a, a, an impressive work that you've put out, by the way. So great work by you on that. But 
for people who are, you know, going, well, what, what, what is this and what is this story about? Tell them about it. Okay, so, yeah, so June was a state champion in multiple different races in track from Belgrade and cross country. Came to Montana as Jonathan Eastwood. Competed for a couple years. Got injured. And when she got injured, that is when, because the kind of the theme throughout this whole thing is she knew growing up when she was, you know, five, six, she knew that she was different. She always kind of felt like a boy, you know, from the get-go. Knew around 11 or 12 after doing just kind of a bunch of research online. That's usually kind of the, the go-to place for a lot of people in that community because they don't feel comfortable maybe talking to friends and family. Found out that she was transgender around 11 or 12. Kind of kept it hidden because, you know, she was so good at, at running in high school that that was kind of her identity. Her identity was kind of mixed in with that as a runner. Mm-hmm. And so she felt like if she came out, then all of that would go away. So came to Montana as a runner. And then finally, when she got hurt for the first time and had to sit out a full year, her identity as a runner was no longer there because she wasn't a runner. So she was kind of forced to, she went, you know, was very depressed, had suicidal thoughts and had to confront all of that. So came out and then decided, hey, I mean, you could either, you know, not run anymore or decide to continue to run. So she sat out a full year um, taking home hormone therapy. So she's on, you know, um, anti-testosterone stuff for yeah. a year. That's the NCAA requirement. And uh, now she's out and competing. And we kind of told her story as a, as a human being all the way up into that point. We talked to experts on the subject as far as, you know, the fairness and competition and how that will impact that and moving forward and what everybody in this thing can learn moving forward. Because even her, Coach Schwain, and everybody involved, they don't know what is fair and what is not. They are just going by the NCAA guidelines and hoping that by her doing this, that her University of Montana, the NCAA, can get a better understanding and then we can figure it out from there so it's fair for everybody. And they and they know the different, um, you know, all the feelings involved in this, which I think is the, the, the misnomer here is that she just wants to go out because she wants to win, and that's not the case. Well, I know that there's a lot of people who, I mean, there's a lot of layers to this. When you talk yeah. about there's social aspects to this, there's cultural aspects to this, there's obviously athletic both sort of rule and ethics uh, aspects to this, and there's very real human aspects to this, and and uh, there's some very poignant moments and some of the things of this that I have seen. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, uh, but but uh, that I think are very revealing, and I understand that a lot of people have very strong feelings about transgender and the transgender world in a lot of dif- different directions. And I hope that this film, and I think this is part of what you wanted to do, can be a place where y- you can maybe approach this. And it doesn't have to be in a, you know, debate or in a, you know, conversation that you feel is uncomfortable or whatever. You can take a look at this and learn one person's story and and continue to, you know, draw conclusions from that about, about you know, the ongoing questions that, it, that this brings up. And I think that that is really important. So, uh, you know, good for you for putting this out there and, and, uh, and we'll look forward to, to watching it. And I gotta say, I just gotta stand up for Sean for a, little, for a second here too, because what people need to understand when they consume the story is that at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, it's about a human, right? It's just about a human. It's a story. This is not Sean's. Well, and, yeah, and, this is not Sean's opinion yeah. on what is fair or not. It's just addressing 
all of the layers of the story. And when this first came out, Twitter was going crazy and people were saying all sorts of dumb stuff. Just be nice to each other, please. Like it's it's a great story. Just to consume it for what it is, because it is. It's a great story about humanity. Well, and it is a story. Like people, it's a, a story. Lot of, a lot of people right. are saying, like, why are you even doing this? Why are you promoting this? Why are you doing this? Because it's a story. It's That's what journalism it's is. It's something historic that is happening, and it's happening right here in Montana, which right. is kind of which is crazy when you think about it. I mean, it's the first ever. Yeah. And it's happening right here at Montana, at one of our universities in this beautiful state. And that's why I'm telling it. Yeah. And, and I'm telling the human side of it. So I think, and I've had people watch it that disagree with it and say it's not fair. And they watched it and said that it was great. But that's know? the whole and point, though. Everybody can exactly. have their whole opinion on it. I hope everybody does. I'm just saying just be nice about it. Like, it's not, Sean is not standing on a platform here for anybody. He's no, just I, telling the story. Yeah, and I'm not going out and saying even how I feel about it. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's not fair. I am just going out there and, and telling the story and letting you watch it, see what this human being is, is going through and the bravery, whether you agree with it or not, the bravery that it takes to put yourself out there and, and be visible like this and be open to all of that hate. And what do we learn from this? I mean, that's kind of the, the thing. And we're going to keep, you know, tracking her as we go along, pun intended. Um, and uh, as cross country goes, and then once we get into track season, that's when I think it's going to really, really heat up mm. because she's going to, I think, do better in track. Um, but she's already been contacted by HBO Sports. I bet ESPN comes knocking um, later on. So, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be big. And, and I feel honored to be kind of the first to tell it. And because it's going to be picked up, I think, by a lot of uh, national different, you know, media outlets. So, well, it's available now uh, on abcfoxmontana.com, so you can go check it out, or if you follow at Sean Rainey, uh, it's uh, on his Twitter feed as well. And, uh, yeah, I encourage you to uh, to, to watch it and and, uh, and think about, you know, all the different aspects of it because there's a lot of them. Uh, Sean, thanks so much for being here, man. Great to have you in, as always. always. Looking always. forward to homecoming this weekend. Uh, it's going to be uh, always a fun time in the community. Get the parade going, get the game on. We're also in the in the Monty movie. After the end of the first quarter, oh, he came by the man. station, and it's called Bad News Bear. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm what I'm more excited for, the game or watching the Monty movie starring I mean, us. I mean, Rainy, I mean, listen, <laughs> now you're going to go full TV here where, like, he's like, you know, the game, the homecoming thing, Rob Fennessy versus Bobby Howe, that's okay. But I'll be on the Jumbotron. And getting, you know, getting, that's tackled, what you're, getting tackled by Monty. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> we'll take a break. Mike Bone, the executive director of the Watson Children's Shelter, joining us right after this. Stick around. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
high school star. Will Disley caught a touchdown pass from Russell Wilson for the Seattle Seahawks while playing tight end in their 27-10 win over the Arizona Cardinals Sunday. The former Washington defensive lineman who started playing offense for the first time in high, since high school just three years ago in a career had a career high seven passes for 57 yards as the Hawks moved to three and one this season. Disley has now caught four touchdowns this season and six touchdowns in eight career games, bounding back from a devastating torn patella tendon that ended his rookie season quickly last fall. The Seahawks play the Los Angeles. Rams on Thursday. All the action can be heard right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Former Montana State star uh, standout Kelgen Blevins signed a training camp contract with the Portland Trailblazers Monday. The contract gives him an opportunity to make the roster with training camp opening on Tuesday. The 6-4 forward is the cousin of Blazers superstar Damian Lillard. A weekend snowstorm in north central Montana expected lo- and expected low temperatures caused this week's MHSA to reschedule the state class double A golf tournament. The tournament will still be held at the Metal Art Country Club in Great Falls. It was originally slated to be held this week. It'll be moved to begin October 8th. And finally tonight, the NL wildcard. Milwaukee at Washington for the right to play the L.A. Dodgers. We'll have it for you on ESPN Radio right after the show. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Welcome back, boys and girls. It's time to uh, talk about kids and tennis. I mean, are there, is there a better combo on earth than that? It is to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. Uh, boys and girls, I've been telling you all about this. Okay, Thursday, October the 10th starts what is going to be a fabulous weekend across the city of Missoula uh, for as a fundraiser for the Watson Children's Shelter. It is a auction where we're going to auction off pro tennis players, great tennis players at the Born on Mole, and I'll be down there to MC this thing. Can't wait to do this, and we are joined now in studio by a couple of folks associated with this. Scott, who is the tennis director at the Peak, and Hayden, who also works with Watson Children's Shelter. Hello to you both. How are you? Thanks so much for coming across town and being with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. No problem. Well, so let's let's start here. This is year two of this uh, event. Is that right? Ooh. Is it nine for Two the tennis for the tennis auction? Yeah. Nine, oh my goodness. Nine years. Okay. So yes. what when you thought about Scott, I mean you you do tennis is what you're up to. You're over there at yep. the peak of the tennis director. When you talk about uh okay, how can we make tennis help out the community and then you got to get together with Hayden and the two entities come together and you go this is what we're going to do. We're going to auction off pro tennis players and we're going to have a weekend long tournament. How did that go? It, well, nine years ago when we when we built the club, um, at the same time the shelter was being built. Mm. And so I, when I Because they're in, right close to each yeah, other, they're, right? They're, they're right across. Away yeah, they're stones throw away from yeah, each other. Yeah, they're neighbors. And um, when... That, you didn't sound too enthusiastic. No, it's great. It's like, great. Is this the neighbor who's like always, you know, throwing the glass kit clippings over I mean, the they fence? Might, they might ask us that. We've got 24 <laughs> kids at the house that are in the backyard all day long, so... <laughs> so they're being built, though, at the same time. Yeah, nine yeah. years being built at the same time. And, and when I came to town, I just saw an opportunity. I, when I was in Bozeman, I did a, a, a very similar thing, and... Uh, I just said I wanted to do something for the community, and uh, 
um, it was almost a no-brainer. Just walk down a sidewalk next door and um, approach the shelter, and uh, the rest is history. Nine years later, here we are in our ninth year. Hayden, tell us just how the money you guys will raise benefits yeah, the, the shelter. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we 100% of the proceeds from this event go directly to the shelter and to helping the children and families that we support all year round. Um, so for those of you that don't know, we're an emergency shelter uh, in Montana, one of two um, that serve children, infant to 14 years old, and we just provide them safety, nurturing, stability, um, just a home, basically, um, that's safe for them to come to in a time of crisis for them. So. And Watson Children's Shelter, like you said, 24 kids right now, yeah. and kids come for any period of time from, you know, a, maybe a day or two up until months long when they're, you know, in uh, positions or families in places of crisis. But how do you, how, how do kids find Watsons or how do you find kids maybe better yeah. way to say it? So social workers. Yeah. Social workers are the ones that refer kids to come to us and we don't have a say necessarily and who comes there are services that we offer and sometimes kids need other services that we aren't able to offer so those kind of decide but uh, for the most part abuse neglect abandonment family crisis um, sometimes people just need a hand and um, we're there to be there for those kids and like you said they can be there for a day sometimes they're there for a year or longer how many um, kids can can stay there how many uh people can 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 be taken yep. care of at so 24 kids at a time so that's sure you're maxed out right now we are and we normally are there yeah. are occasions when we've got some room open but everything is pretty much filled like if a room becomes available within a day or two that room is filled and hayden when when it comes to taking care of kids who have been in and very recently probably been in some some pretty terrible situations and circumstances how do you go about just trying to, like you said, stabilize their environment and their just life for a period yeah. where they can just be, just be? We, we have an incredible direct care staff and they, I mean, they are the people that work with the kids every single day. So like I am in development, I help with the fundraising part of this job. There are on-call staff, there are people that stay, we are a 24-7 shelter so staff are there with the kids at all times, and they are there to be that familiar face when they wake up in the morning or when they're scared in the middle of the night. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> um, um, all of those things, they're always just there, and they make it a home for them, and they make them feel safe and let them know it's okay to be scared and um, that we're there to protect them. Well, and when you talk about the the absolutely critical and beautiful work that is done it's also very hard work and oh, yeah. when you talk about taking care of 24 kids i got three okay yeah. i gotta take loans out on the <laughs> weekly to make this happen scott's got you got a couple yeah we know 24 oh, yeah. is a big number and then when you talk about the the uh uh the the human resources of caretaking for those for these kids oh, you know who the 24 hours and stuff like that it's a big big uh, uh, financial uh, necessity in terms of, of making that run and making it run well so that they are properly taken care of. Scott, when you've been up to this and you said, hey, you know what, we can make this happen. How can we make this bigger each and every year? What what was what was, kind of came to your mind in contributing and being a part of this thing? Well, just getting pros to come in and from out of town to, to be a part of this. We have a few here in town. We started off with 20 the first year went up to 32 now we're back down to 28 each that we will auction off but it's just it's an amazing uh, thing for me when i send reminders out to these guys to invite them to come back how uh, especially all celebrity pros that the ones that 
have been on the pro tour and have have experienced that that pro life that they look at it and say we're in within 24 hours i mean florida uh virginia new york they they, they're just they come and we i mean i think this year we have 11 states represented with pros coming in from out of state um so yeah it's the, the the people make the event and the cause is why they come and that's the main thing and uh you know i it's always a pleasure when we see we don't know exactly what the check is that comes out but when we do raise the money we raise it just it tickles me a lot to know that we're giving to these kids because uh these kids don't have a lot take us through just the logistics of the event how's this all going to work with the auction and then the competition and all that stuff yeah so friday thursday night is the uh is the auction night where You'll be there, Ryan. To, I'm going to show up in a suit, and the checks are just going to be lit. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, that, that you know? Would be, people have worn less true. and thrown just as much money at these events. <laughs> That's, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. So the, we'll auction off actually 26 of the 28 pros. We actually will do a raffle for the uh, two two pros this year. Uh, and then on Friday, we have uh, a little experience with, the, with, with our celebrity pros in the morning where we're actually going to auction off a uh, private lesson with each of our four top pros, Robert Kendrick, Luke Jensen, Brenda Schultz-McCarthy, and Jesse Witten. And then on Friday night, we do an adult clinic from 5.15 to 6.15, and then we do an exhibition doubles with uh, with three of them. Uh, Luke doesn't play anymore. He emcees the event. And then uh, we'll have uh, um, one of our former uh, college players playing and uh, also one of my, uh, one of the staff out at the club, uh, uh, Jan Sienekamp, is going to play uh, with, with the pros. So it's going to be a fun night. Uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, you walk around, you see people playing tennis. Maybe you got your kid playing on the JV team. and over. Yeah, it's, it's great. When you get up close to people who are actual tennis players who have been or are pros, it's a different world, man. I mean, it is it is absolutely uh, a pleasure to sit and, and also just stunning, like amazing to watch that. So that's an awesome deal on Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, is the you got the itself. tournament where yep. you're playing with these guys, which... You know, do I want to walk out there? Yes, I do. You cover 98% of this square. I'm going to stand on my spot and defend myself from the ball as it comes ripping over the net at me. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, how fun is that to be it able is. to actually get on the court and play, in, you know, breakfast Saturday and Sunday, lunch, a VIP uh, party on Saturday night, a tour of the shelter, everything is going to be an unbelievable weekend. So this is not, you know, this isn't just a day, go home with your gift basket or whatever. I mean, this is a real experience that you're going to be able to tell your friends. This is Christmas card material right here. <laughs> it, it is, and... and it's not just for the people who are successful bidding on the on the uh, pros, right? Uh, that the, all the Friday clinic is is a ten dollar donation for the adults, and then free to come and watch the matches. No ent- entrance fee or anything like that. And then you can come and watch the the matches on uh, on Saturday and Sunday, and uh, um, and and including the the auction night is uh, we we include dinner. There's no cost to come. We just want you to come and have a great time. There it, there's a cash bar, but it's just a chance to come and be. Uh, and, a, and, a, and mix with the similar people and, and have a great night. Well, it's it's uh, it's something that that I feel so very strongly about as a, as a parent of young kids and and having seen a little bit of uh, of of what Watson is up to and and uh, in, in various in various situations. Uh, it's such an important thing. It's such a such a big deal, and so much fun too. Uh, that you should just just come out and do it again. Thursday is when this whole thing kicks off. October the tenth. It's uh, the uh, from six to nine thirty out at the barn on Mullen. Go online to WatsonChildrensShelter.org. Watson 
childrenshelter.org for info and tickets. Starting in just about four days, you can already on the phone start bidding on the silent yes. auction stuff. You can go through and see all that. What are some of the items that are oh going to be available there? We have had some incredible, generous supporters. We've got the ranch at Rock Creek has donated like a multi-course meal. We've got people donating their condos for the weekend. We've got date night packages, rounds of golf. Um, I mean, so it, it goes through the roof. There are so many cool things. Um, and, the, and I think the auction is so great because there are so many people that aren't tennis players yeah. like myself right. <laughs> and that they want to support the shelter in a fun way. And um, they can do it from their phone. They don't even have to come. It's a mobile silent auction and it starts on Friday. So. Uh, when you when when the time comes, October 4th. For the kids, number four, the kids, uh, is what you text to the number 71760, 71760, so you can save that now, and then uh, you'll be able to uh, view and bid on all those auction items at that time. But this is uh, this is going to be a, a blast. I can't wait to be there uh, a week from Thursday. We're going to have a great time with the pros, with the auction, with the whole night, and uh, and also for a great cause. And also one thing I really like about it is, is actually, you know, like the tour of the home it's, of the shelter itself and giving people a, 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 a first-person view of exactly what it is that they are uh, helping to support. Uh, there's plenty of great organizations doing really good work, but this is this one is particularly strong for me, and so I, I encourage everybody uh, to get out there and uh, participate this in one way or another, even if you are not a tennis player, even if you are a 38-year-old half-handicapped radio host, you could do something <laughs> and be a part of this, okay? So uh, we appreciate it. Scott and Hayden, thank you so much for being thank here. Is there anything else us. that we got? cover that we didn't cover here no i think you got everything and we we kind of joked about how the pros are professional tennis players but i don't want that to deter anybody from coming to the auction because it's all friendly competition it's fun so even if you just like tennis and you want to have this cool experience with them they make it fun they're not gonna smash you on the courts it's all everybody's welcome Beautiful. Well, guys, thanks so much for being here. We're really looking forward to it next week, okay? We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Some high school football around the state we got to cover. What happened in the Battle of the Bronx? We'll tell you right after this. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you tell your best homecoming story. 
And uh, coming up in about 30 minutes, we're going to open up the phone lines for you to call. And every caller is going to be entered. Okay? And then on Thursday, we will select a winner, pull a name out, and they're going to tell their best homecoming story. And, uh, and they will get tickets to the uh, Grizzly-Idaho State game. Also, you'll be entered if you follow us on Instagram. It's just that simple. Easy. Uh, 1029 ESPN, the handle on Instagram. Follow us there, and you will be automatically entered as well to win tickets to the Grizzly-Idaho State game. So go ahead and be a part of that. Uh, want to remind everybody, coming up 530, about 45 minutes from now, uh, we will have Matt Pauley on with us. He is from 620 AM Radio, WTMJ in Hello, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The mighty Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He does the pre and post game there for the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers facing the Washington Nationals tonight in the uh, NL wildcard game. We'll have all the entire postseason for you as much as we can. Some games are overlapped and that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, on uh, ESPN Radio, we'll have tonight's NL wildcard, tomorrow's AL wildcard, and then we'll get into the divisional series. Uh, love this time of year, despite the fact that your Cleveland Indians, the, the Indians are not in it. Is that correct? They're out. Right? I think that's correct. <laughs> Man, I can tell you definitively my Cubs are not in it, which makes me very upset. But the Brewers are in it, uh, and uh, they are playing uh, the uh, Nats for the right to go, play the L.A. Dodgers in the uh, divisional series. So uh, Matt Pauly going to join us, talk to us about Brewers baseball. So looking forward to, uh, to that. It is time now. For our prep extra segment, it's brought to us by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. And Coulter, uh, we had this game circled from the very beginning of the year, and it only got better despite Hamilton's loss to Dillon uh, two weeks ago uh, in a, in a one-point game. Frenchtown has been so good this yep. season, and this was really this was the game of the week and one of the games of the season at the Class A level between Hamilton and Frenchtown. Carson Rostad found another Rostad a couple of times in the end zone, and the Hamilton Bronx defeated the Frenchtown Bronx in this one. Rostad, it's going to have a hard time holding him down. We said that it was an upset when Hamilton lost at Dillon. Losing in Dillon in the last 20 years is really just status quo. It's almost just remarkable to say how good Hamilton is to make that a statement, that it was an upset that they would lose at Dillon. Right. right? I mean, you know, Dillon is is pretty much just unbeatable at home. Uh, This is kind of how it is. I mean, if you've ever been to Dillon on a Friday night, I mean... How many people live in Dillon? 8,000? How many people are at the football game? Like 7,500? I mean, <laughs> for real. The whole the whole town is there. It's it's one of the great small town atmospheres you'll find anywhere. I mean, the high school team probably outdraws Montana Western. I, I was actually going to say this. Montana Western had a playoff game. Or excuse me. Montana, Montana Western had a football game, and Dillon had a playoff game. And, you know, playoff games at the high school level are often played in the afternoons on Saturday rather than on the Friday nights. And they moved Montana Western out to the night game because Dylan's playing postseason football the high school level there. But uh, as it is, Hamilton thirty four, French down twenty five, and Tyson Ross had two touchdown catches for him. No, oh, Tyson, Tyson. Oh, excuse me. He has a little, reception. Ah, little brother. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, and Carson Ross had one passing touchdown. The other touchdown pass actually must have been a trick play or something like that because it did not come from Carson. Mm. So uh, uh, it was uh, a win though for Hamilton. And I mean. With the playoffs coming and all that, Hamilton is going to, of course, be in it. But you don't want to lose two games in a row, even to two very good teams. And so they were able to do it. And Frenchtown, uh, a great performance by Frenchtown. Jace Klutzerwitz, a 33-yard rushing touchdown in this game. He had eight carries for 52 yards and a score. Uh, But Frenchtown, not quite 
up to it on Friday night. But this was a really good game, competitive game, and uh, and perhaps a preview of a rematch. To, you know, if, if if the stars align down the road. Well, that's an interesting point too. There is that obviously you never want to lose, but Hamilton has had so much pressure going into the state championship game in the last two years because they've been undefeated. Goose egg. And then they've lost. Yes. That's tough. Yes. You don't know how to lose if you don't lose. And I don't think it's, again, it's not good to lose, but. I know how to lose, but I never lost anything. <laughs> it's like we were talking about Sean Rainey off the top. I mean, in a certain element, all the just absolutely jaw-dropping losses Montana suffered at home last year in college football, it's what's spurring them on right now. I mean, they like he said, Dalton Steve went to everybody and said, hey, UC Davis 49, Montana 21. Don't forget it. We, and now right. they can go around saying, 45-20. We right. got them back. We right. answered the bell. It's the same deal here. I mean, there's a chance that Hamilton might get Dylan again. They might get a rematch. Or they might get Frenchtown. But regardless, it could be the thing that spurs them on. Maybe you know, when you're coming into the year, you've been to back-to-back state championship games. You've only lost those two games in the last two years. you got the reigning Gatorade player of the year who's already committed to the Grizz. And sometimes maybe you can start reading your own headlines. And I'm not saying that's what they were doing, but I'm just saying – a loss early in the year like that can help you readjust, and they obviously did because they went out and beat the number two team in the state. So it was a great win by Hamilton. It is uh, Two-Tail Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Quickly, Coulter, as we wrap up our number one, let's just run through the uh, the a couple of the double-A scores. Bozeman, 21 nothing over Great Falls, and Hellgate losing their first game, or the first loss of the season, uh, 42-20 to uh, Helena High, and uh, the Knights fall to 3-1. and one. And that was the Hellgate's first game against a real contender. I think we've sort of stratified Double A now. I yeah. think that that you have certainly Billings, Western Butte are the two five and zero teams here at the midpoint of the season. Both really impressive to this point so far. Sentinel, their one loss to Butte, so they've been j- just as good. And and they have and, and that was I mean on a last second on a last on a last second field, but they also have a win over Helena Capital. I mean, right. and Sentinel's been great. Uh, Bozeman bounced back from their loss to Big Sky, and they're four and one. And Helena High with that win. They have now bounced back from their loss, and now they're 4-1 as well. So those five teams have been plus Capital and Hellgate. Those seven are your double-A contenders, I think. And Billings Senior, maybe. But I think that Great Falls is a little di- Great Falls CMR and Great Falls I both a little bit down. Billings Skyview, certainly down. Kalispell Flathead, certainly down. Um, Missoula Big Sky, we'll, we'll see, because Missoula Big Sky has not been lights out, but they've been competitive and they have that win over Bozeman, so you, it shows you that they can compete with that Here's top two. Here's the good news this past weekend for the Big Sky Screaming Eagles. Uh, they scored 14 points right off the get on two defensive touchdowns. They scored 35 points in a game against Kalispell Glacier. The bad news, they gave up 63, including six straight touchdowns to Glacier after being up 21-7. So they scored, but could not stop Kalispell Glacier uh, and lose 63-35. But you're right. I mean, Missoula Big Sky has... Uh, the win over Bozeman and has had some very close losses. This is an aberration. I mean, you don't expect Big Sky to be to be given up sixty three. I mean, nine touchdowns is a significant number in a football game. So and, uh, uh, I mean, maybe an aberration. Gary Eckergan, one of the great mentors in my life, and a guy that I I just loved. I I when I saw the score on Twitter, I just thought, 
God rest Gary Eckergan's soul because yes. if he was alive to watch somebody score 63 against the Big Sky Eagles, he might just cut the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, and I'm not trying to dog on the Big Sky kids because football's changed, but yeah. the day that either team scores 63 points, X team or the other team, yes. is is a day that hell freezes over in Gary yeah. Eckergan's one. I mean, I remember when we beat Sentinel 45-14, to 14, I think, my senior year, and that was the most points Big Sky had scored in, in ever, I mean, yeah. in, in his whole career. And he was like... He didn't even know what to do. He's like, hey, I didn't know that we could just run the ball every play and still score 45. This is an impressive effort. But yep. uh, it's crazy to see how much football has changed. But we'll see if Big Sky can bounce back. But that sounded like a wild one as well. Last one here, Missoula Loyola, 21-11 win over Big Fork. Uh, Bryce Daniels, three passing touchdowns. Keenan Russell, two rushing and three receive, uh, two three receiving TDs. Uh, the uh, Loyola Rams two and two coming into this game, and even though you know they've they've played and lost to really probably the two best teams in the state in Manhattan Fairfield, you want to you know continue to put the bricks in the wall with some W's. Big Fork traditionally a very good football. They were very good last year, and so uh, uh, a good win for Missoula Loyola twenty one eleven. That is our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. Hour number one in the book. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.